Well, hey, if we haven't had a chance to meet yet, my name's Brad. I'm the lead pastor, and uh, this is Jordan Chitwood. He's actually our co-lead pastor, which we're going to talk about here in just a little bit. And uh, man, we're just excited about today. I love, I love this very first weekend. Um, it's actually my anniversary. Did you know that? Really? They, they, not my anniversary. How tomorrow. many? Oh, with wait. No, I see. You think I'm going somewhere else? Yeah. What? No. 18 years ago, this Sunday. I thought, I thought Barb had put up with you for another year. I'm like, <laughs> no, no. man, okay. That was last November. Okay. Uh, we walked into Crossbridge at the YMCA, listened to your dad speak wow. 18 years ago this weekend, and um, we said, this is home. That's and crazy. Uh, who would have known what God was going to do? So That's there you crazy. go. So I, I love this weekend. Yeah, it's a new year, and there's something special whenever the clock strikes midnight, <laughs> and it almost, and I was thinking about this when we were worshiping down there. God, you don't need permission from God to reset or recenter. God's always, every day, new morning, new mercies, okay? Right. There's nothing significant about when the clock strikes midnight that God all of a sudden opens up the door for us to set these new goals and these new resolutions and to recommit our life back to him. But I was thinking down there, this is really the only time that the world gives us permission to reset. That's, yeah. Isn't that significant? Yeah, like, very. Where the world as a whole comes together and says, you know what, this is your permission to reset. Whatever yesterday looked like, last year looked like. And it's kind of like this, this couple-week camaraderie where we all try our hardest to stay disciplined and stay focused and recenter our focus on whatever it is that we're challenging yeah, it's, and it's chasing. it's always great to have that fresh start. And, and the other thing I love about this time is that you get to look back. Yeah. And you get to look back and, you know, you see all these news channels and everything else, you know, saying the year in review and things. And that's kind of what, how we want to start today. Your Spotify year in review. Do I, you have a Spotify year in review? Uh, no. Do you even know what a Spotify year in review is? I'm sure I don't. No, I do actually. <laughs> but, <laughs> but all of these different yeah. companies are sending you, this is how many hours you spent on this and how many songs you listen to. And I just hit delete on all <laughs> of those. <laughs> but, but it is, and, and we've been talking about this over the last couple of weeks of so just how how good God has been to Crossbridge over this last year. Yeah. And uh, like I said, I love that last song of, of we've witnessed this. We've watched our mission statement here is, is transforming lives by helping people take next steps with God. Yeah. And we have watched that happen throughout the year. Yeah. And it has just been so much fun. And yep. the very first thing, you know, uh, we had 12 people baptized this year. 2023. And, uh, which, which is just amazing stuff. Um, some were a surprise to us, some last minute things. And it was just it was so cool to celebrate and watch those people take that next step in their faith. Yeah, and we did it in a more intimate setting, just, you know, at your house down the road. We had our whole church come here for breakfast, and then we drove a couple miles down the road and, and, and did it. And it was, it was just so cool to see people's stories taking next steps. Um, another win that we wanted to celebrate from 2023 is we saw a 16% increase in attendance here at Crossbridge, average attendance as a church, which is just yeah. insane. We had to change our service times to balance it out because we were running out of room second service and, and it's worked. And, and, and um, the cool thing is some of those stories that we have, those people who have ended up here are people who had quit church yeah. and just said, I'm done with church. Um, I can't do that anymore. But they gave us one last chance. Yeah. And this is just, this is several of, of those families. Yeah. And said, so this was it. I, you know, we walked in here and, and we were done with, with church. Yep. And we found home here. And, and that's, yep. that's on our heart. We love that. And, and so just, man. Yeah, our celebrate. hope is that we can be that place of healing for individuals who are grieving, who are struggling with addiction, mental health, or church baggage or burnout. And we have countless families here who have come alongside 
families who are grieving and hurting. And so Crossbridge, thank you for being the church that welcomes people in every season of life. Another thing we wanted to celebrate from 2023 is, uh, you know, we set a general fund budget uh, that our elders help us put together. And, and then we, we spend money um, just faithfully. And, and we were able to bring in over $8,000 more than we projected this year because of your generosity as a church. And that's, and that's incredible yeah. um, that we didn't have to struggle with budget. Uh, but then on top of that, that doesn't include what our, we gave away. Right, Which, exactly. you want to tell them about our Be Rich yeah, campaign? Yeah, if, if you haven't been here, we do a Be Rich campaign every year at the, uh, around October time and just raise all, the ki- uh, all kinds of money we can, and we just give it away to organizations. We don't keep a dime of it, and we raised over $51,000 this year. As a church. And gave it, gave it away yeah. to some missionaries. Yep, and we gave away 10% of that to the missionaries we sponsor in Madrid. And then 90% of it went here local to uh, Juvenile Justice Ministry with Youth for Christ. And I got to talk to Joe Wright, who we, you know, did a video on. He called me over Christmas break and just shared an update. Uh, They, for the first time in like a decade, made budget at Juvenile Justice Ministry. um, Crushed budget because of what we were able to come alongside. And then they led someone to Christ in ACJC uh, two weeks ago, a 14-year-old boy. So just, it's just so cool that, that, that we're impacting organizations who are making a bigger impact than our dollar amount ever could. And so thank you so much for your generosity there. Um, another, another thing we did, um, we had two staff, major staff transitions this year. Yep. Uh, one was my wife, Barb, who has been, she's been here 18 years also today. Really? Yeah, it's amazing. That's crazy. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, had actually been on staff here, I don't even know how many, it was seven or eight years, I don't know, six years, I she don't know. She was volunteering far before four, she was she, on She'd been staff. doing what, we, what she was doing before she was on staff here, yeah. but uh, ran all of C3 Sports um, did an amazing job. And did secretary and just work was, for us yeah, when we were. Yeah, was the office manager, and she stepped away from that, and we placed her and didn't miss a lick, hired Marissa Chitwood to, to uh, run C3 Sports. Amazing stuff. Woo! And, and it's just been so cool. And then also Trevor Grimaud, uh, our youth pastor of 14 years, just yeah. abruptly came over to my house one night and said, oh, by the way, I'm done. Um, it was actually much And you more. threw a book at him. I did th- no, I threw it across the room. I didn't... Uh. <laughs> I didn't throw it at him. Was that intentional? I, I wanted to throw it at him. Yeah. No, it was it was really good. And uh, and then we hired Nick Sprunger. And again, uh, yeah, yeah. just it, didn't, it's just didn't a seamless miss, transition. Didn't and, miss anything in any yeah. of those transitions. And both of them in their full humility. That's what's so cool is for those of you who grew up in in a church, um, you know how hard youth pastor transitions can be. And I think the average youth pastor when I was growing up stayed for eighteen months. Now it's down to nine to 12 months at a church. Trevor was here for 14 years. Um, and so just the humility of Trevor and Courtney still being here. And then Nick's humility coming in. And Trevor still, we can't get him out of the office to save our lives. <laughs> he still helps and volunteers all the of nice his time. The nice thing is we don't pay him now. Yeah, I know. Uh, but he volunteers all of his time with our video ministry. And just those two working together and collaborating and still are one of the other big wins from 2023 is we saw Sunday morning an increase in 50% of uh, consistent attendance uh, for our youth group and then about 100% in consistent attendance Sunday nights. It's just insane how our youth ministry this year has grown and uh, we took our largest and most chaotic group to our uh, annual youth conference back in November. We had every single seat filled in the in the passenger vans. Every bed and every inch on the floor was taken up. I think we had 30 kids, 32 kids, and 37 total volunteers and kids go. It was just 
an amazing year for children's and youth ministry. And the cool thing about that, too, is we started, if you remember, we started last year saying that we were going to be dedicated to the next generations. Yeah. And we watched that happen. Which was so cool that we didn't miss a beat with the transitions that we went through. Um, just yeah. says a lot about what, you know, one of these uh, next things we're going to talk about. Just our staff and our elders right now are the healthiest we've ever been. Um, we're obviously coming back from vacation, and so we're refreshed and ready to go, but we spent all of last year growing closer together. We walked through a book called Next Sunday Together and just talked about some difficult things in the church, but at the same time just stepped on eggshells and, and shared vulnerable things, and, and we are in the healthiest spot we've ever been as a church, as leadership. They are for us. We are for them, and that is why our transitions went as yeah. smooth as possible. And we couldn't be more excited about what we're facing here in 2024. And we think it's going to be our, our brightest and biggest year yet. And God's going to, is not done. He's going to do some amazing, amazing things. So one of the things that uh, we talked about and, and uh, at our, our, our business meeting, and we want to just, if you didn't hear some of this, we just want to make you aware. I actually sent out an email about this also that Jordan has been promoted to our co-lead pastor. And again, uh, I am not retiring. They can't kick me out yet. <laughs> I have a feeling, though, that whenever you do down the road, it's not going to be like Trevor, where we just can't get you out of the office. You're going to be at your pool. Trust me. Where, you know, where nice, nice little peach tea. Trust me. I, I am uh, as excited as I've ever been. We just know that down the road there's going to be a transition, and we really believe that Jordan is that next transition. And, uh, and honestly, if you think, well, I wonder what's going to change, absolutely nothing. Because we actually set this up a year ago, and we have been operating like this yeah. for at least the last year, maybe a little bit longer. You've been taking care of all the staff. Uh, working in our elder meetings with, with getting relationships and things because that's your giftedness. And uh, the staff has never been in a healthier place, like you said, with the elders, and, and that's a lot due to you. And, and it's just, just a natural transition, and so we're excited about that. Yeah, I'm excited. Once again, just Brad's humility in all of this, letting this weird young guy come on staff and challenge him, push him. And then we, I mean, we work together so well. Um, we push each other. We share thoughts, ideas. And so uh, nothing's going to change from my day-to-day. -day. I'm still going to run the online ministry and still going to help lead staff in elder meetings and uh, volunteer with the youth and sports ministry and just wear a bunch of different hats for a bunch of different <laughs> staff members. But I couldn't be more excited and and just thrilled with where Crossbridge is at. Our our team is awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. We have a blessed team. We, we really are excited about this next year. And and every year, for the last couple of years, I won't say every year, but for the last few years, we've tried to get a, a verse uh, that we were going to really concentrate on. Yep. And we did that last year. And last year we talked about uh, Matthew 11, 28 eight. through 30. Mm -hmm. uh, rest for your weary souls. You know, going to Jesus with our burdens. And you probably got sick of us. <laughs> series after series talking about we approaching Jesus with our burdens uh, and he will give us rest. Right. And this year, uh, we... I was actually looking for a verse, and you were looking for a verse, and, and it was actually about the same, it was same either the concept. same week or same day or two, we had emailed each other and said, here's what I'm thinking, and they were almost identical. Yeah. And so our verse for this year comes out of Matthew 6.10, and it's out of the Lord's Prayer, and it's just this, your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And this is just something that has really been a burden on my heart uh, is, as, as we look at the church culture, as we look at society, we look at culture in general, is we have got to usher in the kingdom of God. That's exactly what, what Jesus talked yeah. about, what he was there to do. And especially this year with, with election year and everything else and all the <laughs> ugliness that's going to be happening that we, we're aware of, we 
are to be that light, and we have got to do everything we can to put these little pieces of heaven everywhere we go. Yep, and that verse is so important for our lives. It comes from the Lord's Prayer. Uh, you know, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And what's so fascinating about this as we transition into our series the next couple of weeks, this is going to be our heartbeat for this year. Uh, pulling this, this concept of saying, God, your kingdom, not ours. Right. Okay? Your world, not ours. Your will, not ours. And then how we live this year, and hopefully this then creates a discipline within us to carry this on for the rest of our lives. But how this is going to look this year, our staff had a, about once a quarter, something we implemented this year. We call them camaraderie days. But beforehand, we also kind of brainstorm and vision and dream about, you know, what can the future look like? And so to wrap up the year, we just reflected on what did 2023 look like? What do we want 2024 to look differently? How do we want it to be? And, and because we loved Be Rich so much as a staff and as a church where we came together and just raised a ton of money to partner with an organization, we said, why do we have to do that just once a year? And, and why does it just have to be money or even with our children's and youth ministry just raise, raiding? raising uh, resources for organizations. What if we were really serious about this idea of being the church 365? And so what we are gonna do for 2024 in partnership with this verse is once a quarter, we're gonna pick an organization locally uh, that addresses a social issue that perhaps the church needs to be passionate about um, and come alongside organizations that are already doing great work so we don't have to launch new ministries and for two and a half, three months of the year, we raise extra funds and we raise extra resources and then we just donate them and then provide a serve day for that organization. And so for this first three months, what we're going to be doing to come alongside and say, God, your will be done. Kingdom come on earth as is in heaven. We're going to be collecting in the lobby, uh, gently used or brand new crew neck sweaters for girls and boys, uh, students that are attending Nebraska and ACLA right now here in Fort Wayne, uh, students that are, um, have either made decisions that they need to be in this school or they're lower income or need extra help um, and learning abilities uh, to help come alongside them. And so they reached out and asked if there were any local churches to be able to donate crew neck sweaters. Um, and, and they said they can be gently used, just no holes and no weird graphics on them, no, sh uh, no uh, hoodies. hoodie strings, no hoodies. And, and when you say sweaters, it's more sweatshirts, isn't it? It's like sweatshirt sweaters because it doesn't have the pockets and it doesn't have the hoodies. So for some of us, it, it'll feel like a sweater that you might have at home. For others, you know, if you go buy them, you'll probably have to buy a crew neck sweatshirt. But uh, if you have any from small to double XL that you're like, hey, these have just been sitting in my closet or and, hanging up. And the cool thing is, is they actually reached out to us. They, someone, yep, they reached out to, and the reason we got in contact with them was because of Joe Wright. Right. Because of our juvenile justice ministry partnership. And so for the next three months, we're going to have, um, I'm going to get in the lobby just an area for us to donate, bring them in. You can bring them in throughout the week. You can buy them brand new, um, but they said they just, they just need to be clean without holes in them. Um, and this is going to be our first partnership. Uh, where we're just going to raise some extra money. We're going to have a drop down in our general on our website where if you're like, hey, I want to donate, um, maybe even a Crossbridge to be able to go and buy, you know, sweaters. And like, hey, I, I can't, can't provide this, but here's $50 to go buy a couple hoodies, a couple sweaters. Let us know. Um, but I'm so excited because this is just the first of four on top of our Be Rich campaign of where we are saying, your kingdom come, 
your will be and done think, on earth as is in heaven. Yeah, and I think that's the thing is, is we want to keep this in front of us all the time. Yep. And, and, it's, and it stretches us too. I mean, it stretches me of, of, okay, how do I continue to do this? It's just not this once a year thing. Yep. And, and your support has been amazing. Uh, I, I love, as I talk to other pastor friends and things and tell them what we're doing, and, and as they, they're concerned about budgets and, and what have you, it's just it's so refreshing to, to be able to say, man, this is just what God is doing here, and our yeah. people are so so generous, and so thank you for that. And, and I love that other organizations are out saying, hey, Crossbridge is doing this. Yep. Let's contact them. Yeah, it was, it was cool to get that phone call and say, hey, I know you, you, you just did this huge campaign. Um, here's what we need. Is this something? We're reaching out to some churches. So uh, the last thing, not the last, last thing that we have planned right now of how we're going to put this verse into a, effect is uh, we are actually two things. One, we are uh, increasing our give to the uh, missionaries that we support in Madrid. Um, almost, I think, double what right. we're giving them, what we gave them in 2023 to just say, hey, again, we can't necessarily be there full time, but the work they are doing is the regional coordinators for Indiana Ministries, uh, or for Church of God Ministries, sorry, in Madrid, Spain. Uh, we're going to increase our giving to help you just continue to be the hands and feet of Jesus there. And, and then the second thing is we've, uh, Brad and I uh, just met with a pastor who's actually planning a Church of God uh, Anderson Church here in Fort Wayne, down on the south side of Fort Wayne, met with us a couple weeks ago. We're going to do a journey video for them. Um, and just help them, uh, you know, get their feet on the ground and stuff and, and just uh, say, hey, we can't do much, but we're just going to, if we can do video ministry for you, let us know. And so that's what's cool is we, we upgraded this technology so that we could help other churches and ministries do church and ministry. Exactly. And I, and I love, I'm actually reading a book right now about mission work and things like that. And it, it really challenged me. And I thought along, this is a great way. To, we, we've struggled with how do we do mission work for for quite some time, right? And now you know we found this partnership over Madrid, and then I got thinking the other night of of Scotty and Teresa, who goes takes a group outside of Crossbridge to Belize yep. uh, every other year, basically is what they've been doing, and and we love that. And then you've got uh, Janine Lopez who goes to an orphanage in I think it's in Africa, Africa somewhere, yeah, and and volunteers, and so we've got Hope people crafted in. I think yeah, it's the and, and and come alongside, and, and again, it, it it's not that we have to do that, but we've got people taking little pieces of heaven yep. to other places, and, and it's, just, it's just amazing to watch. Uh, Dave, can we put the verse of the year back on, the Matthew verse? And so, friends, write this down. This, you're going to get sick of this. You're going to hear all about it. But the question we want you to be thinking about is, every single day this year, God, how can I usher in your kingdom on earth as is in heaven? Your will be done. Your life, how I love, how I serve, how I share, how I treat people, how I act, how I study, how I stay disciplined. Every single day, Matthew 6, 10, we want it on your hearts and be intentional saying today, I might have messed up yesterday. I might have said some swear words. I might have ate too much junk food and not honored God with my body. But God, today I'm going to put away the addictions. I'm going to put away the idols and I'm going to serve you. And one of the best ways we can do that as a new year is to pray and fast. And that's what we're going to be talking about for the remainder of the sermon today, just kind of kicking off our series the next few weeks on praying and fasting to prepare our hearts for what God has in store for us. So Brad, will you just share a little bit um, from the, the book of Joel, just read these verses and where this concept comes from? Yeah, uh, this whole concept comes from Joel's chapter 2, verses 12 through 17, and here's what it says. It says, even now, declares the Lord, Return to me with all your heart, 
all your heart. I Isn't love that, that. Great passage. With fasting and weeping and mourning. Rend your heart and not your garments. And I want to stop there for just a moment because I was studying this verse this week. Uh, that really stuck out to me because what was happening here is, is whenever they wanted to mourn, whenever they wanted to repent of something, they would tear their, their cloaks and yep. things like that. It was an outward sign, a physical sign. Please keep your clothes yes, on don't, don't rip in anything the right church. Now. You can tear them at home, <laughs> but keep them on in the church. But, but what Joel is saying here is that what, what people were tending to do was they were fully exposing themselves. Well, they were going through their motions. Yep. You know, oh, it, was yeah. just, it was just, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this, and I'm jumping through the hoops because I know yeah. this is what I'm supposed to do. And what he's saying here is, rend your heart, not your clothes. There's got to be an inward transformation of who you are, yep. not just this outward display of, oh, I'm going to make this look good for everybody else. Yep. It's got to start from the inside. It's transformation that comes from the inside. Yeah, and there was weeping and there was mourning and they would be crying out to God because a lot of times when you're in prayer, what happens? There's conviction and God is showing us through the Holy Spirit the things that we, are, uh, you know, that we have done and the, thing, the ways that we can improve and increase and be more disciplined in. And so a lot of times what they would go to the altar and they would rip their clothes and they would be weeping and grieving and saying, God, the person I was isn't the person I want to be. And so here's my heart for you, God. And uh, he goes on to say, return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate. Gracious and compassionate. Yes, there's weeping and there's mourning because of what we have done, but we go to God because he is the only king, he's the only God who shows mercy and grace. All other religions, some show mercy, some show grace, some take it. But this is the only God in human history that we have, that we serve, that doesn't give us what we deserve and who did for us what we don't deserve. (laughs) Gives us what we don't deserve and then doesn't do what we do deserve. It's crazy, this mercy and grace combination, slow to anger and abounding in love, and he relents from sending calamity. Yeah, and I think so often we have people come in here that, that when, when you think of God, you don't think of him to be slow to anger. You know, they think of the wrath and they think of that, and, and there is that side of God without a question. Mm-hmm. Our actions have consequences. Right, but the people who come in hurting so often, they don't see the other side of who God is in, in his love and compassion and grace and mercy, and, and I love that. We, we have this mindset, friends, when we think about God's wrath or of God's punishment, that God searches to punish us. That he's God's, waiting to. He's waiting Almost, to. That's like our mindset. I would say I even got, I was even to a point at one point in my life, I would say that, that I, I thought he was waiting. He was waiting for me to make a mistake so that he could punish me. Yeah, and that's often our mindset and why we have to untangle that to say, yes, we choose things that have consequences, but God is after our hearts, our hearts. And yes, he has established this, this, this rule and this law that in the new covenant that says, hey, the person you were doesn't have to be the person that you are. And so yes, you are going to have consequences for your actions, but I'm more concerned about the heart and the transformation. And so the grace and mercy is of his utmost priority. He goes on and says, who knows? He may turn and relent and leave behind a blessing. Grain offerings and drink offerings for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion. 
declare a holy fast, call a sacred assembly. And I love that picture because it's not only, you know, especially in our Western culture and American Christianity, there's a lot of individualness, you yeah. know, of, of, of this is your, and, and there's truth to that, but there is something about the assembly. There the is something about the community, together. and we are a community, and we watch this community come together to do amazing, amazing things. We are so much yep. stronger together than individual. Yeah, and so there's this no is Lone a Rangers here. focus, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so this is a communal focus of this group of people that come together and say, God, we're going to pray together. We're going to fast together. And you read that word fast yeah. before we move on. Okay. Uh, that <laughs> has some negative and weird connotations or even like people who didn't grow up in church like, what's this mean? Right. And so for it, it was, you, what is fasting it, look it was like? A, it was a foreign concept to me, and I grew up in the church, you know, even yeah. to the point. And, and it was something I thought, well, you know, that was all Old Testament stuff. That's all stuff. But you look through through the New Testament, you see Jesus and his disciples and, and talking about fasting all the time. And, and, and I think so often we think of this as, uh, you know, you're not going to eat for, for so long, you know. 40 days and 40, 40 nights. nights. And, 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 and that could be and, part of it. Yeah. But for us, what we like to look at at this is, is there something that you can give up? And, and, and there's something that is, can, can you give something up that maybe, it may be an idol, it may be something that you are putting before God that is more important, it's, it's causing you to take time away from where you can spend more time with God and, and then replace that with something that gets you closer to God. Exactly, and that's the crucial point. You see throughout Scripture, there are a lot of examples of when, when Daniel is fasting, he, he doesn't give up all food. He gives up uh, certain, certain types of food and replaces them with, with healthy foods. And, and that was his way of saying, God, I'm, I'm going to fully rely on you with my diet. But then you also see Paul talk about in the New Testament how sometimes spouses should fast uh, having sex together just so that they can pray uh, you know, and, and push their body to the limit, and and so there's seasons that that spouses should um, uh, should should put God as the pri always put God as the priority, but put uh, sex to the side so that they can spend more time in prayer. And so there's different examples throughout Scripture of different types of fast. The whole point of fasting, as you said, is what we see in the Book of Joel: rendering our hearts to God giving our hearts to God, surrendering our hearts to God, putting whatever that idol is in our life and putting it to the side and saying, God, I'm going to force myself to be more disciplined in this area in food and technology and worship and prayer by giving up something in this area, something perhaps I'm addicted to, something that takes up too much of my time, something that is an idol, something that is uh, something that's just hard to give up. Um, and, and so that's what it looks like. You want to finish the passage? Sure, if I can find where I am. <laughs> it says, gather the people, consecrate the assembly, bring together the elders, gather the children, those nursing at the breast, let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her chamber, let the priest who minister before the Lord weep between the portico and the altar, let them say, spare your people, Lord, do not make your inheritance an object of scorn, a byword among the nations. Why should they say among the peoples, where is their God? And this end of this is almost a worship. Mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's Joel saying, we, we need to worship. We need to come out and actually say, hey, we're giving everything to God and we are going to show him to the rest of the world the glory. His kingdom come. Yep. And so, yeah. It's and just, so we're kicking off this series uh, the next three weeks called Kingdom Come where we are going to be spending the next three weeks learning about praying and fasting. And here's our challenge for our church. 
uh, we want to challenge you to do two things. One, uh, starting tomorrow, give something up that's, that is taking away your time from God. Okay, give something up for the next 21 days. And why 21 days? Well, because uh, scholars say that it takes 21 days to establish a habit. And so that's kind of where this concept has come from. Because the, the hope is that you establish this habit for 21 days, and then this carries on beyond January. That this is how, because here's, here's the reality of the new year, friends. You can't just snap your fingers and expect a new person in 2024. How many of us made New Year's goals or resolutions? Okay, a couple of us is one of my favorite things to do is I establish uh, 10 or 12 goals of just this is who I want to be in 2024. That person's not going to happen overnight. And so by establishing this discipline of putting God as the priority through fasting and saying, God, I'm going to prioritize you in this area of my life. The hope is that it doesn't just as soon as that 21 days is up, you just go back to the way you were. No, the hope is that you become that as a routine. And then here's what we see throughout the book of Joel, friends. You have to accompany it by filling that void with something spiritual. So if you're going to take away something that is creating an empty space in your life, you can't just, what is it, cold turkey it? Yeah. You're, okay, a lot of people just cold turkey things. And you're going to fill it with something. You're going to fill it with something. Yeah. So if you want to fill it with something healthy, you have to be intentional about that. And so that's why we're challenging you. Two things. One, starting tomorrow, give up something for the rest of January and then watch God work. And then two, fill it with prayer to start and end your day. When you wake up, and I'm not going to give you a time, like, hey, pray for five minutes, pray for 25 minutes, pray for one minute. Okay? You decide. But start your day when you wake up and end your day before you go to bed with prayer. And I would challenge you to... to, to to actually pray that verse, 610. Ooh, memorize kingdom, that verse. That would be awesome. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Oh, that's and good. And just, God, how, 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 how does that apply to me this morning? Yep. How did I, God, how did I do that today? And, and I love that. And here's the other thing I would, I would say about fasting, and, and this is kind of a, a running joke around here with me. Last year, I gave up diet soda for 21 days. Okay, I said, this is going to be great. Oh, you're going to share this? I'm going to share this, Oh, yeah. this is fun. They've been relentless to me for this last year. Well, it's hard not but, to be. You'll understand. <laughs> so, so I said, I'm going to give this up. I told everybody that's what I was going to do. So Barb and I, at the next Monday, the next day, like would be tomorrow, we go to our favorite breakfast place. Yeah. Who we know the waitress. The fast had already started. The fast had already started. Yeah. We sat down, and the first thing she does is bring me a diet soda because she knows I always order a diet soda. And in your discipline, you said, no, no, God, no. I I said, I don't want to hurt her feelings. (laughs) (laughs) You know, how, how disappointing would it be for her to, so I drank two, Two, maybe three diet sodas that morning. He said, I'll start <laughs> so, right after that. So you would think you would add a day on to the end of it, right? Well, that's that's what be, any lead pastor would do. Let's not be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I tell you that because there's going to be times that, that sometime you're going to say, you know, whatever you're giving up, you, and you're going to blow it, and yeah. that's okay. Yeah. You know, and seriously, you know, just say, ah, oh, we're going to start it again. Don't give yeah. up because of And that. that goes to the point I made earlier. The world gives you permission to reset December 31st, January 1st. God says, new morning, new mercies. I love that passage in the Old Testament. His mercies are new every single day. And so if you have soda after eight hours and 27 <laughs> minutes of the fast. Hey, I made it quite a ways. That's, that's better than what most my, my, my New Year's resolution. And I love that you you know what? I had a second and a third one. It's <laughs> well, like the first one. You know, once you get started. It's <laughs> but you might make it seven days. 
and you're like, you know what, for 21 days, I'm going to read a chapter in the Bible every day, and I'm going to give up TV time for an hour, okay? That's incredible, okay? You might make it seven days, and then you might have a day where you worked 16 hours, and you're like, I just can't do it, okay? I'm going to go to bed. Start the next morning, okay? Don't wait until 2025 to start over. That, that, is, that is what we have the luxury of as the church is to wake up and say, new morning, new mercies, okay? Uh, and the hope is that through this prayer and fasting series, we would establish disciplines that carry on into February and the rest of our lives. And it, is cool, it was cool last year to hear the stories of yeah. what people gave up and how we as a community came together and we prayed and we fasted. And so next week, we're going to kick off officially this three-week week series focusing on prayer and fasting. Um, and Brad, would you just pray and close I'll us out? I'd be happy to. Father God, we are so thankful for this place. We're so thankful that this is your church. It's not about any of us here. And you've used this, these people here, God, to further your kingdom. God, you've used these people to make differences in people's lives. We've watched people come to Christ because of the sacrifices that are made here in, in, in this community. And we are so thankful. God, as we look forward to 2024, we couldn't be more excited. We are expecting and we are anticipating and excited about what you are going to do, not only in us as individuals, but in us as a community. And we become the church that you want us to become. God, we just pray that your kingdom will come on earth as it is in heaven. And we will give you all the praise and all the glory for it. It's in the amazing name of Jesus that we pray. Amen.